Hi friends, I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about Anchor. Now, if you're an aspiring podcaster or have friends who've started their own podcast, then you've probably heard your fair share of ads on Anchor. Maybe you're even a little bit skeptical like I was at first. I mean, is anything really free when you're creating a podcast? Well, let me tell you firsthand, Anchor is the way to go. Anchor FM really gives you everything you need to start a podcast. You can record directly on there or upload your files, easily edit your recordings from your phone or computer, and if you don't have anyone to produce the music for your podcast, they even give you access to music from Spotify that you can use without copyright infringement and select your own. I mean, how easy is that? Not only can you do all this, but you can upload onto all streaming services directly from Anchor. If you're hesitant about starting your podcast and all the how-to stuff, Anchor makes it 10 times easier for you with clear instructions from the get-go on how to start your podcast and even advises you on how you can make money with it. And it's free. So really, you can't lose here. And I love that for you. It's helped me in my podcast creation journey, and I know it can be the same for you. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now and start that journey. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Hello and welcome to the Dress in Splendor podcast. Luke 12, 27 states, Look at how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Our mission here is to share stories from men and women that can help you learn how to stop laboring or striving after what you want to accomplish, but rather to trust in your heavenly creator to guide you in your everyday life. If he has a plan for you, he will make a way. All he wants is our daily yes to him and for us to stop worrying about what tomorrow will bring. If we can do that, then we, as children made in his image, can be dressed in even grander splendor than the beautiful wildflowers of the field. I'm your host, Lydia Summer, and I'm so glad you're here today. Today, we're kicking off our new series based on the topic of comfort and joy. In this episode, we'll be diving deep into God's Word and exploring just what true comfort and joy looks like and where we can find it, which the typical Sunday school answer is, of course, Jesus. But I dig into where we may be tempted to find comfort and joy outside of God and how that could do damage to one's soul when we don't trust in the God of all comfort and compassion. There's a strong temptation to stray away from God when we desire to find a tangible comfort and feel an emotional joy. And scripture makes it clear that true comfort is not tangible, nor is true joy just a feeling. I'll also share a little bit about what's to come in this series, and I'm looking forward to y'all hearing the testimonies of our new guests coming up. Ready to dive in? Welcome to the Dress and Splendor podcast. Let's get started. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dressed in Splendor. I am thrilled to start our new series, Comfort and Joy, and as always, I want to kick it off by sharing why we've chosen this topic, and more importantly, share what the Bible has to say about this. For those of you who are new to this podcast, you may not know that we are a branch of Splendor Magazine. Splendor is a quarterly magazine that aims to share content that encourages, empowers, and equips women of the faith. Our issues center around a different theme each quarter that our team has prayed over and believes that the Holy Spirit directed us to write on. So that being said, our upcoming winter issues centers around the theme of comfort and joy. 
I know, a very typical Christmas theme, right? Well, it's not your typical feel-good Christmas issue. Sure, we share a lot about the joys and the reason for hope during the season, but we also share about the sorrows that may come when facing the holidays. I mean, seasonal depression is huge, and our hope is to share the truth about comfort and joy. Joy is a fruit of the spirit, not a feeling. You can have joy in your soul even when you feel sad or discouraged. So that's the point of our series this quarter. In this series, I'll be talking to a few different people about how they're able to cling to God as their main source of comfort and how they can maintain a joyful spirit even when they face hard trials that should cause them, at least by the world's standards, to wallow. Before I begin sharing some scriptures and thoughts about what God says about the topic of comfort and joy, I want to start off by sharing a disclaimer, as I do at the start of each of our biblical introduction episodes. I believe it's so important to share God's word before diving into our interviews because so often we may think we know what God says about certain topics that it almost, it sometimes turns into a kind of white noise to a Christian. We hear Christian terms like comfort and joy so often in the church or in our conversations with other believers that we can sometimes accidentally turn these terms into our own interpretation of it instead of basing it on a true biblical interpretation. That being said, I know that I have a huge love of God's word and I don't ever want to interpret it incorrectly. However, I recognize that I am human and I'm not a scholar when it comes to God's word, although I'd like to be one day, and I know that I can possibly and unintentionally do that. And I know that not everyone may agree with my findings after researching and digging deep into the scriptures as well. I want to start off in full disclosure and be transparent with you about this because I would hate to misrepresent God in any way, and I don't ever want to mislead anyone in what I share. My sole purpose with this whole podcast and everything I do is to glorify God in the conversations that will come, and my aim is to help you and to have a growing desire for God and His Word. And no matter what our different views could be on certain subjects, we will always encourage you to go to scripture to find out what God says about anything my guests and I may talk about in the future. So now that that's all out of the way, let's get into it. Comfort and joy. Take a moment and think about those two words. What comes to mind when you think about this? To me, when I think about the word comfort, I think about things that bring me comfort. A nice cozy fire tucked in by a huge knit blanket, reading a book while listening to soft instrumental jazz in the background and drinking a nice hot cup of tea. I mean, that is truly comforting to me and it's the image I get when I think about comfort. And for joy, I think about the laughter that my nieces and nephews bring. I think about singing for the church and seeing the congregation worshiping the Lord with reckless abandon. Recently, I saw at one of our nights of worship a group of small children dancing and shouting with glee as we sang Christmas songs, and it brought me so much joy to see them worship God in that way. It just brought a huge smile to my face, and I I loved it. And that's really what I think about when I think of comfort and joy. And I also asked some of you what comes to your mind when you hear these words, and here's what some of y'all said. One person said family and food. Another said candlelit Christmas Eve services. And one said that coffee was a comfort. And then joy was when you witness God doing something only he can do. And those are some great thoughts about comfort and joy. Thank you so much for those who shared their thoughts with me. And now that we've shared some memories and thoughts that come to mind when people hear these terms, let's look at them now through a biblical lens. What does God have to say about comfort and joy? Although we can find things of this world to comfort us, everything that I shared and what some of you, our listeners, shared as well, none of this is an internal soul-filling comfort. If we chase after things or people of this world to comfort, comfort us, that feeling will never last. It can't bring us true comfort. 
Sure, it may help you in the moment, but I can't always sit by a fire if I want to feel a sense of comfort. For one thing, it's completely impractical to have a fire blazing when it's 100 degrees outside in the summer. For another, the cost of firewood or gas for the fireplace is not cheap, unless you chop up your own wood. And lastly, the more often I try and grab a hold of that feeling of comfort in front of the fireplace and join a nice book and a cup of tea, the less it helps. I mean, it loses that special feeling in one's cave. And as with anything, the more you try to find comfort in something of this world, the more it can become an idol and the more damage it can do to your soul than actually finding the comfort you're craving and seeking after. 1 John 2, 15-17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. Running after the things of this world to bring us comfort, if not checked, can actually be our downfall. Okay, let me be vulnerable here for a second and share a bit about what's going on in my heart in regards to chasing after something of this world for comfort. I've shared before about my singleness, something I am not ashamed of, and I actually find a lot of joy and contentment in most of the time. However, lately, and perhaps it has something to do with the holidays and feeling a little more alone during this time, I have felt a sadness about being single and desiring even more so to be married and have a partner. This feeling has been brought on during moments when I feel inadequate at life and when different trials come my way. When I'm faced with those trials, I desire to be helped by someone who loves me. I desire a partner that would walk alongside me when things got difficult. I desire to have someone to help me figure out my life when I feel so dumb at living it. And what is my first instinct to do? Is it to go to God and cry and pray out to him for his help and for him to bring me comfort? I mean, sometimes, but... Not all the time. And to be honest, even when I do pray to him, I generally don't continue that process of trusting him to bring me continual comfort. My inclination is to go to dating apps and try and make a way for myself, chasing after affirmation and hoping that someone would love me and choose me. You know, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine about dating apps recently and how she was going to get rid of them for a while because she realized that it made that it became an idol to her. And you know what? That is exactly what it has become to me, even though I actually didn't really realize it at the time when we talked about it. I, I realized that I try to guise my intent of joining dating apps as a means to be open to the idea that I could potentially meet my future husband on there. But really, I only join when I'm sad and want a man to tell me he thinks I'm beautiful. And the sad part about all of this is that it actually makes me feel more depressed about myself and my situation in life. I get sad when the guys whose profile I like don't like me back, thinking I'm not pretty or good enough for them. I get sad when conversations fall flat or when things just don't work out, and I resort to self-hating thoughts and I'm worse off than I was before. Chasing after things of this world is a lot like that. Having idols in your life to try and fill a void is futile. It may feel good in the moment, but just as 1 John 2.17 says, the world is passing away along with its desires. Nothing of this world was meant to last forever, and from my own personal experiences and of the experiences of those I've known over the years, I've seen firsthand how trusting in things of this world can bring you into a pit of despair, and continuing to run to them for comfort can change your spirit and demeanor if you don't ask for God for his help. And when I say change your spirit and demeanor, I mean it in not a good way. God was always meant to be our source of comfort and peace, and the comfort we have we share with Christ and because of Christ. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-6 says, 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. The sufferings and afflictions we face are meant to bring us to the comfort of God. Although the scripture is a letter from Paul to the Corinthian church, thanking them for their support and that their support of Paul and his work is being rewarded by Christ, this is a wonderful example to show us that we can find comfort in the same way, through Christ. When we're afflicted, when we suffer, God did not leave us to be alone and without his comfort. One of the most popular psalms and scriptures of the entire Bible is Psalm 23, and more specifically, Psalm 23.4. Even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even in the midst of the valley of death, God is with us. He walks alongside us and desires to be our comfort. He knows everything we go through and is ready to be our source of comfort. But oftentimes we don't go to him. And that is why there is a sense of longing that enters into our soul when we try and find our comfort outside of him. Friends, it is so easy for us to find our comfort in something that is tangible, but it doesn't last. It will never fill the void. If you truly want to find comfort, find it in the only comforter of our soul. Run to God, read his word, talk to him, invite the Holy Spirit to give a spirit of peace when your soul is in distress. But know this also, you may not always feel God's comfort immediately when you ask for it. Continuing to strive to be in his presence and allowing him into all aspects of your life will bring about a continual comfort for you. But if you've allowed yourself to chase after idols and your fleshly desires, when we take our eyes off of Yahweh, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, our souls shall always be in want. Trials in our life may seem unending, but there is comfort in knowing that God keeps his promises. Psalm 119.50 says, This is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives me life. And what is this promise for those who put their trust and faith in Christ? Isaiah 25.8 tells us this promise. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. This world is full of brokenness, but wow, what a promise that we can cling to as our source of comfort. One day we won't be sorrowful. We will not be in despair nor face any sort of trials that came about in our time on earth because of sin entering this world. God promises that he will wipe away our tears through Christ's second coming. And that promise can be comfort enough as long as we continue to remember Yahweh in our distress. Hey friends, we're going to take a quick break to talk to you a little bit about the product that sponsors our podcast, Splendor Magazine. Splendor Magazine is designed to share stories from our writers that aims to encourage women to know their true identity in Christ, empower them to use their gifts to glorify God, and equip them to make disciples in their field, all without worry or strife. This magazine is to help you on your path to finding either God's calling on your life or to help spur you on in that calling when you're facing trials. Our winter issue, which centers around the topic we're diving into of comfort and joy, is available now for pre-orders. Morn Local and 430 Scones founder Renee Robeson is interviewed for our Deborah Woman feature, and Peoria Local Mo Thompson guest writes an article for our Titus 2 feature sharing a wonderful piece called Seeking the Comforter and Source of All Joy. 
Our entire team shares content on how you can continue to look to God as our true comfort and finding strength in the joy of the Lord. Pre-order our winter issue today to get it just in time for Christmas. Buy it as a gift this year for your friend, daughter, sister, anyone for whom you think this magazine would be an encouragement. Go to our shop and use special code DIS15, that's D-I-S-15, to get 15% off when you pre-order our winter issue or you subscribe to our quarterly subscription. Don't wait. Go to SplendorMag.com slash shop to start buying today. That's S-P-L-E-N-D-E-U-R mag M-A-G dot com slash shop. Don't forget your discount code. Now, let's get back to our conversation on what God has to say about the topic of comfort and joy. Okay, so what about joy? We've exhausted a lot about comfort, and I hope that what I've shared through the scriptures has given you some encouragement, especially for those who may be desperate for God's comfort right now. But joy... What does God say about joy? Well, first and foremost, I think the common misconception that the world has about this joy is that joy is a feeling, but joy is so much more than that. And actually, if we equate joy as a feeling alone, I believe we're misrepresenting God and the fruit of the spirit. After all, God does not promise us happiness. But he does say that if we're in him and his spirit dwells in us, then we should be able to show the fruit of his spirit. And what are they? Galatians 5, 22 through 23 spells it out for us. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Most, if not all, are able to be seen by others through our actions. But also with this fruit, it is something that may not be so easily seen. It's rooted in us and guides our walk with Jesus and how we treat other people. Joy is also something in which we can glean strength from. But where is this found? Nehemiah 8.10 says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. To provide some context of this verse, the Israelites have just returned back to their land after being in exile. They were listening to God's word that was being read by Ezra, and they were overcome with grief over their own sin and realization of their unfaithfulness towards God. But Nehemiah instructs them not to mourn or weep because the Israelites, God's chosen people, were finally returned back to him. The Lord was joyful over their return. Therefore, we should also have joy. And if we are able to think of Yahweh's joy over us, which is mentioned a number of times in the Old Testament, we can find strength in that. How often do we find ourselves in the same state the Israelites were in over and over again? Weeping, grieving, whether it's over our own sin, our situation in life, loss of a loved one, or other hardships that come our way, we may feel as though we ought to stay weeping, as the Israelites might have felt when convicted over their sin of unfaithfulness and wickedness against God. In those moments, joy may feel like something you can't grab a hold of, yet it is still attainable. Joy is found even when we may feel unhappy, and it's found in God alone. When you're mourning over something, perhaps in the moment, it's easy to not go to God to find joy in Him despite our circumstances. Going back to the scripture in Nehemiah, we see that the Israelites are weeping. They're grieved by their sin. And I want to state something very important before moving on. I know I've shared this before in previous episodes, but I truly think it's important to say that it's okay for us to lament and weep. Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 through 4 says this, 
There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Why would it be okay for us to have a time to weep? Well, because God grieves and laments over our sin. Isaiah 63.10 says, But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned himself against them as an enemy, and he fought against them. Because of our sin against him, his spirit grieved over us. It shows us as well in Genesis 6 when the wickedness of man truly became great and God grieved over them. If God shows grief over our sin and how sin can cause destruction to our lives and hearts, then I truly believe it is okay for us to grieve over the brokenness of our sin and how sin also separates us from having a life that God had intended for us to have had sin not entered into this world. Inability to have children, diseases, death, sexual and emotional trauma, anxiety and depression— All of this is reason to grieve, and none of this was a part of God's original design when he created the heavens and the earth and his children to inhabit it. It is okay to grieve because we are grieving over something that we would not have had to experience had sin not entered in this world. But we cannot stay in our grief. Psalm 30 verses 2 and 5b shows that God is there to help us in our grief and guide us out of our grief. O Lord my God, I cry to you for help, and you have healed me. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Joy comes when we ask God to help and heal us. Grieving, if not focused on the Lord for comfort, can swallow us up in a hole of misery and cause us to be depressed and stay and relive our grief. Being honest again on here, I'll share that I am not 100% happy with how my life looked like this past year. It's been full of hard trials, and I have been so sad about different things that happened in my life. I shared with someone the other week that I have been tempted a number of times to stay in a state of self-misery and say, woe is me, especially when it feels like I cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel of the trials I faced this past year. However, I know that that would be more self-destructive to my soul than if I were to go to God for his joy to be my strength. When I actually choose to meditate on his word, immerse myself in my church community and be an active part of my church by using my gifts before the body of Christ, which in and of itself brings me joy, that I'm not in danger of staying in my mourning and grieving, but I have a more joyful spirit. And even in those moments when I am sad, I still have joy because God is my hope. I know that trials will always be a part of my life, but that in itself should actually bring us a sense of joy. James 1, 2-3 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So even though trials suck, we can see this and should see this as a joyful occasion as well. For it means that God trusts us in our faith to run to him and trust in him to carry us through our trials. And going through these trials produces a greater faith in us. Job is a wonderful example of this. The Lord allowed trials to come Job's way because God trusted Job to continue to follow him. God was not the source of Job's misery, but he allowed it to happen because of that trust and because of Job's faithfulness to God. When everything was stripped away, we see Job is grieved, but his faith in God does not waver. At least it doesn't up until one moment before he's humbled before Yahweh himself. 
when I think about my own trials, although I will be honest and say a lot of it is not as bad as many of you may be facing right now, I actually have the thought every once in a while telling myself, wow, God must really trust me to allow me to go through these tough circumstances. I know I can learn something in what I'm going through, and I know that my testimony will be a help to others. There is joy in the trials we face because we can then encourage others who face similar trials and need to be reminded of God's faithfulness to his children, especially if it feels as though that couldn't be further from the truth. Ultimately, the answer to finding true comfort and joy is to go to the only source that can give those gifts to us, Yahweh. There is a temptation to go to outside sources for both comfort and joy, But if you take away anything from this episode, please remember this. Those outside sources will never truly satisfy your soul. And our conversations that we'll be sharing in this series will be a true testament to that. My hope is that during the next few months where for some you may face seasonal depression or for others you find yourselves mourning the holiday season because of hard memories to face, or perhaps being on the high of jo- feeling joyful during the holidays, it, can, it might come to a crashing halt when the new year hits. You can find encouragement through the testimonies of our guests this series and remember to run to God when your heart is discouraged. I'll leave you with this last and best piece of advice. Go to God and run to his word, especially if you have more questions in regards to the topic of comfort and joy. God is the best one to go to when you need answers, but also I'll encourage you to talk to trusted leaders in your life if you don't know how to study the Bible very well. May this holiday season truly be a joyful one for you this year. And may our testimonies that we'll share help you to draw closer to Christ and lean on him as our only true source of comfort and joy. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We'll return for our Christmas episode featuring three wonderful, joy-filled women in my community. It's one filled with a lot of laughter, and I can't wait for you to hear their testimonies and other stories to come in the new year. To end this episode, I'll leave you with another scripture as a blessing for you all. Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. I hope you all have a wonderful day. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, y'all. I'm sure there's so much more that I could have said on the topic of comfort and joy, but I trust that the Holy Spirit led me to share exactly what needed to be said. However, despite what was or wasn't said, my desire, as I shared at the start of this episode, is to help you to go to scriptures to find more answers about any topic we may talk about in the future. If anything, I truly hope that this episode encouraged you in some way, shape, or form. May this podcast further aid you in learning how to be dressed in splendor in your everyday life, no matter what you may go through. If you want to know when our next episode will be out, follow us on social media. Find us on Instagram at Dressed in Splendor. If you'd like to give me a follow on Instagram, you can find me at the Lydia Summer. Make sure to like this podcast and leave us a review wherever you can. Not for my sake, but that the message of Christ through the powerful testimonies of his children can be shared with all in order for his glory to be magnified. If you're interested in being a sponsor, please email us at info at splendormag.com. Your sponsorship will help us continue in our mission to encourage, empower, and equip women in their walk with Christ. 
We thank you in advance for your support. The music of the Dressed in Splendor podcast was produced by Jael Arekasi. Find him on Instagram at Sound of Pastel Kid for more of his work. That's Sound of Pastel, P-A-S-T-E-L Kid. Lastly, thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. May you be blessed as you continue on in your day, and may God be glorified through your work.